Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Everything Pup podcast. I am your host, Holly Montgomery. Pup parents everywhere are talking about the latest TikTok craze, beef cheek rolls. Although they've been around for a while, many people are just discovering these long-lasting, affordable, and very palatable chew treats. Now, along with the popularity of these treats come the skeptics, which is a very good thing. I'm always in favor of pet parents asking questions and fact-finding before feeding anything to their beloved cats and dogs. I always say that as a pet food retailer, part of my job is policing the pet industry, so I'm all in for a good grilling. So let's get into the episode and find out a little bit more about these elusive chew treats. You're listening to the Everything Pup Podcast, the place for dedicated pup parents to find valuable dog-centric tips, interviews with trusted industry experts and your favorite dog brands, and everything else you need to become an informed advocate for your best friend. Now, here's your host, Holly Montgomery. So, why the concern about beef cheeks? The biggest concern I've found about beef cheek rolls is that they may be rawhide in disguise. In fact, the white appearance of these treats so closely resembles rawhide chews that we've had to put a not rawhide sign on them in our stores. There's very little information out there about the processing of beef cheeks, and because there's a well-deserved, inherent distrust of the pet industry as a whole, I'm here to try and clarify the differences between beef cheeks and rawhides for you. There's also a slight chance I could make things a little bit muddier for you. Sorry, (laughs) it's very hard to find trustworthy information on this topic, or most topics these days for that matter, but I'll do my best. So the first question that I had when I was putting this research together was, what is the difference between hide and skin? And I mean, dogs eat skin all the time, so, so do people. So what's the big deal? Well, I found that there's really no difference other than the term hide is used when describing the skin of a larger animal, like a cow, a buffalo, or a horse, and the term skin is used to describe the skin of a smaller animal, like a goat, sheep, pig, or deer. Beef hide is the skin of a cow, whereas raw hide can be the skin of a cow, buffalo, or horse. Now, presumably, hide would be thicker than skin and harder to chew and digest. So what makes a rawhide a rawhide? The key to understanding what makes a rawhide is in the processing. While you may think that rawhide is a byproduct of the beef industry, you'd be wrong. (laughs) Rawhides are actually a byproduct of the leather industry. The top layer of the hide is used for leather, and the inner layer of the hide is salvaged for rawhide treats. Unfortunately, when hides are destined for the leather industry, they undergo a plethora of nasty processes. And to be honest, I think that this is the biggest problem when trying to distinguish raw hide from other hide treats. Now, in order to prevent spoilage during transport over very long distances, raw hides are initially subject to a chemical bath. Then they're treated with either a solution of ash lye or sodium sulfide liming. These solutions should not be ingested by you or your dog. And to give raw hides that puffy appearance, the hides are often treated further with even more chemicals. Before they become a dog treat, they've been exposed to glues, formaldehydes, even bleach or titanium oxide to give them that white, clean appearance. 
and to remove bacteria and hair. Additionally, artificial colors and flavors may also be added. And to make matters worse, rawhides are also not classified as food, so there's very little, if any, oversight of their manufacturing by any regulatory body. It's a bit of a free-for-all. So this is a very short synopsis of rawhides, and it's merely scratching the surface when it comes to their downfall. Simply put, do not feed rawhides of any kind to your dog, ever. Now, how is a beef cheek roll different from a rawhide? According to their name, beef cheeks are supposed to be made from the cheek meat of a cow. Cheek meat is very tough and contains a lot of collagen, so this is why sometimes you may even hear them called collagen chews. Now, this means in order for people to enjoy cheek meat, it would be necessary to cook long and slow to tenderize it. Fortunately for a dog chew, nice and tough is just the way we like it. So while rawhides are made from the hide scraps of the leather industry, beef cheeky rolls are made from the cheek meat of a cow. Now, I've also seen other ones made from animals like water buffalo, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a cow. Presumably, the cheek meat is never destined for the leather processing plant and bypasses all of those resulting chemical treatments. In my opinion, the most important difference isn't necessarily whether or not a treat contains hide, but that that hide isn't a byproduct of the leather industry. The thought of a dog ingesting all of those chemicals just makes me physically ill, to be honest. And if the cheek roll does not contain hide, they're more digestible than rawhides. Along that vein, if they don't contain hide, they won't likely last as long either, although that's just purely (laughs) speculation. Now, let's look at a few different brands of beef. Uh, beef cheeks. I wasn't planning on actually doing this, but while I was doing my research, I stumbled upon something interesting and seemingly obvious. I should have seen this before. I found that while most beef cheek rolls had just one ingredient, the ingredient wasn't always the same. So when I was watching TikTok videos, I saw that the red barn cheek rolls were actually very popular. So I wanted to look that one up. And the ingredients on this particular product simply says beef hide. They also have options whether or not you want to glaze them with certain flavors. And on the Chewy.com FAQ page for this product, there was a person who asked if beef cheeks are rawhide, and this was the answer. Red Barn's beef cheek rolls are an all-natural chew made from the cow's entire cheek. Although it is more easily digestible compared to a traditional rawhide, it would still be considered a rawhide product. So there we go. For this particular product, we have our answer. Now, it's made from hide. It says so in the ingredient panel. But where's the hide coming from? That is the bigger question that I would think you would need to ask. And also, if it contains hide, it would presumably be harder to digest, which is one of the big concerns people have about rawhide. Now, there are a lot of things you should be concerned about with rawhide, but harder to digest treats is one big one. So in the USA, there was also one called HDP Beef Cheek Rolls. I haven't heard of this brand, but it seemed pretty popular, and their ingredient panel said simply beef rawhide. Now, instead of saying hide, they've used the word rawhide. What does this mean? I'm not exactly sure, but I would presume that these would be similar to the Red Barn Rolls. However, based on the definition I've found about rawhide, I'm not sure how they can say it's both beef 
and rawhide, being that rawhide can mean any hide. So this is a little bit of labeling confusion, and unfortunately, I didn't find my answer to that. Now, there was another one that people seemed to like a little bit more, and that was a brand called Bones and Chews, and theirs was a water buffalo cheek. And their ingredient actually said water buffalo cheek. So there's no hide in the ingredient panel. Now, that sounds better than the first few two, but they didn't actually specify if it includes hide. So can it? I don't know. Water buffalo cheeks could contain hide, and they might not. So do they need to specify on the label? I don't know. Next, we move on to the open range beef cheeky roll. And the ingredients on their panel simply say beef cheek meat. So open range beef cheeky rolls are actually an approved product for our franchise and they're sold in our stores. They have no glaze or flavor added to them and they don't contain any hide. Now, labeling can be a tricky thing because there are many ways that brands can get around sounding bad. I mean, we all know there's a million different ways that you can say MSG on a label and they figured them out because once they find out that MSG is a bad word, they try to use others. There's another potential scenario too, where there are actually rules that must be followed when it comes to labeling. So sometimes a company would like to list an ingredient as one thing, but they're forced to use another. For example, I know of one collagen chew that wasn't allowed to put the word collagen on the label, so they had to put the words beef gelatin. So I would assume that if the ingredients are listed as beef cheek meat, that it would include no hide. But who knows? So I wanted to look at how beef cheeks are actually processed because I think this is the key to understanding if it's a quality product or not. And in the case of the open range beef cheeky rolls, the cheek meat is tumbled in a wash of water and shells. And the shells actually act as a natural abrasive to remove any hair. It also removes the epidermis layer of the skin. And it does all of this without the use of chemicals. And because the epidermis layer is removed, the cheek meat is then able to absorb water before the dehydration uh, stage in the process, which inflates the cheek, giving it that really puffy appearance. The white color that resembles the appearance of rawhide comes from this cleaning process, not from the application of bleach or other chemicals like it is in the case of the rawhides. Open range beef cheeks are 100% beef from free range cows without added growth hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. And no, this is not a sponsored podcast. <laughs> this is just the information I know from this particular company. And you need to remember, this is how this one company processes their beef cheeks. There's no guarantee it's the same for others. And I would highly encourage you to ask the company that you're purchasing your beef cheeks from for clarification. I wanted to bring up another uh, treat that I really love. And they aren't trending on TikTok yet, but bull tails are worth a mention because when they're purchased from a good company, they're also an economical, long-lasting natural chew. And Open Range processes their bull tails, cow ears, and many of their other products in a, the same manner that they process their beef cheeky rolls. This is why their cow ears are white and puffy versus other ears on the market that may be darker and thinner. Bull tails are actually steamed and then they're hollowed out to remove the cartilage and bone and that sort of thing. And I was today years old when I learned that Open Range actually stuffs the wide end of their bull tails with cheek meat. And I thought that was really cool. 
Now, one thing you need to always remember is that you need to supervise your dog when they're chewing any treat. All treats have the potential to become a choking hazard or create a blockage when they're not chewed to an appropriate size before swallowing. Just a few days ago, for example, Pebbles was chewing on a treat and it got stuck on the roof of her mouth. And I had to go in and remove that for her. And she's a grown adult. (laughs) She's not a puppy or a senior with bad teeth. She is an adult dog that just happens to have a narrow palate and the treat got stuck in there. So with all that being said, where does this leave us on the subject of our beef cheeky rolls, raw hides? With the lack of info, all the confusing definitions and labeling, how are we supposed to know if a beef cheek is actually just a rawhide rebranded? Now, the answer isn't easy, unfortunately. We'd need to dive deep into each brand and even further into each of their products to get the answers we need. I've seen that in a number of cases where some brands, and this is very common in chew treats, one of the most rejected products in our franchise, is that one chew treat might be processed in an acceptable manner and another one may not. So my best advice is to increase your odds of purchasing a higher quality product is to just start by avoiding any product that actually admits its hide or rawhide on the label. And then ask the companies with ingredients like water buffalo cheek to find out if the hide or rawhide are included in the chew. Technically, a cheek can include a hide, I suppose, if it's not intentionally removed. Also, avoid anything made in China. Most hides are shipped to China and the raw hides are produced there and then shipped back. Ensure your favorite products have not been irradiated and avoid any and all artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives. Now, this is a good place to give you a head start, but unfortunately, it's not going to give you all the answers. Personally, I feed beef cheeks to my dogs but only the ones my head office has approved. They speak directly to the companies and they ask all the tough questions to ensure we're only selling the best products available. And for that reason, the only two brands I can recommend at this moment in time are The Open Range and Puppy Love. Well, I hope this podcast has given you some tools to help you choose at least a higher quality beef cheek for your pup. Because when they're produced responsibly, they really are a great chew. I really, truly wish that the labels were less confusing and that we didn't have to dig quite so hard to find the answers that we need as pet parents in order to find quality products. But the one thing that you can do is you can keep asking. You can keep demanding higher quality and you can refuse to purchase products from companies that aren't doing it in the best possible way that they can. Because of course, where the money goes is where the production and the products go, they won't stop producing something that they're making money on. So the best way to get them to produce things more responsibly is to only give your money to the companies that are doing just that. Thank you as always for listening and bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and share with your dog-loving friends. The information in this podcast is not intended to replace veterinary care. Always consult with your veterinarian for diagnosis and treatment of your pup.